Happy Samhain, everyone. It's Morgan. It's good to have you with me on this podcast today. Um, I wanted to talk today a little bit about um, history of the craft. Um, our craft is a very rich history um, <clears throat> filled with persecution, betrayal, and yet here we are. We we perceived <clears throat> or persevered. Sorry. Um, there have been many books written on the history of the witch trials, which I do recommend reading as many as you can. Um, but remember, however, um, women in the little hut out in the wo- woods were revered as medicine women um, before any of those trials occurred. Keep that in mind while you're reading these, um, especially when we're talking about the Salem witch trials. Um you know, people went out, they would have these women um, just brew up their quote-unquote potions. Um, all it was was herbs. All it was was a way to heal them or sometimes just to give them a little peace. Um, and because people were very uneducated back in the day, they had no clue that a lot of these things had these types of healing properties, you know, that cinnamon can you know help heal you as far as keeping your blood sugar at a normal level they didn't even know what blood sugar was back then um or that lavender was calming had a calming effect or chamomile would make you sleepy um you know any of these things buckland talks about a book written by uh margaret murray dr margaret murray excuse me um, which traced the witches back over 25,000 years ago in the Paleolithic times. These people depended on hunting to survive in, in those times, and they attributed multiple gods to each aspect of the hunt and to the mm-hmm. elements. Um, out of awe and respect for these elements in nature, the Paleolithic people ascribed to each spirit and made each spirit a deity. Um, this is what we call animalism or animism. Sorry. I am just, this morning is just so, <laughs> I just woke up recently. <laughs> so it's, uh, you'll have to forgive me. Um, I wanted to do something for Samhain and I thought the history would definitely, um, would definitely be good. Um, I think I just jumped the gun and needed to wake up a little bit more. Um, so the earliest form of magic was probably, uh, sympathetic magic. Um, similar things have similar effects, um, like attracts like, um, religio, religio magic. I've never even heard this term before. Um, but it, it was born when one of the cavemen threw on a skin and antlered mask and played the part of the hunted God, hunting God. Along with the hunting God, there was a fertility goddess. The goddess was a representation of the nurturer and would re- represent the animal's continued reproduction. She also evolved to further fertilize the crops as well as the tribe and the animals that we had, um, you know, way back in the day that the Paleolithic people had, you know, held in pens. With the development of different rituals came, became it became necessary for uh, some type of a priesthood according to murray in some areas of europe excuse me in some areas of europe these ritual leaders became known as the wicca or the wise ones due to their ability to invoke results there was a time when kings and queens of england wouldn't think twice without acting 
with wouldn't think twice of acting without consulting the Witten or the Council of the Wise Ones. With the coming of Christianity, there was not the immediate mass conversion that the that they claimed that there was. Uh, Christians like to claim that, oh, we came, we preached the good word, and here everyone was, you know, falling over their, themselves trying to get to what we had, the information that we had. That's not true at all. Christianity, as we all know, was a man-made religion. It had not naturally evolved over thousands of years, uh, as did the old religion. And an attempt at mass conversion was made by Pope Gregory the Great. He instructed his bishops to smash any idols in the current temples and sprinkle the land with holy water to irradiate any negative energy and rededicate the temples to the Christian faith. Pope Gregory was not as clever as he thought, though. The only people who could rebuild were pagan stonemasons and woodworkers. Guess who they were? <laughs> the incorporated figures of their own day, they incorporated deities into their work. Um, so even if they were forced to worship there, they could at least worship their deities in silence. Um, in the early years, the Wiccans and other pagans uh, were rivals of the Christian faith, as we still are. They naturally wanted to be the only faith, talking about the Christians there, and attempted to rid the pagans of their foothold. Um, my favorite, when I was reading this, uh, this the Buckland's um, complete book of witchcraft, my favorite um, phrase that he, the, this, this, just, this quote just got me. It has frequently been said that the gods of an old religion become the devils of a new this resonates with me so much. Um, you know, I was raised in Christianity, and of course, they made out pagans to be these horrific Satan worshipers and just did these terrible, terrible things and were in the pocket of the devil. And, you know, after so many years of hearing all of the garbage that they were talking to me about, hearing the same stories over and over and over again. Um, I started when I started researching the Wiccan faith, I was just dumbfounded because all of this stuff is stuff that they never, ever tell you. They just tell you that, you know, yeah, it's a new religion. Satanism is a new religion and, and being Wicca, you're, you're, um, it's not bad to love the earth, but how they, how they love the earth is, is just terrible and this, that, and the other. Um, so that, that passage resonated with me coming from a Christian household. Um, the God of the old religion is the horn God and the devil in Christianity just happens to have horns. So that right there just shows you that this passage is so true. Um, it was concluded and pagans were accused of being devil worshipers, which is where we get that from. Missionaries regularly accuse tribes that they come across of devil, devil worship because they don't worship just one God. They worship multi and they're, they're not worshiping the Christian God. So, of course, these wonderful missionaries, these amazing Christians, these people who 
just hold themselves up on this imaginary pedestal, um, they're going to save these people from their God, from their, from their blasphemy. Um, as a matter of fact, the Old Testament Hebrew word hasatan and the New Testament Greek word diabolos simply mean opponent or adversary. As Christianity grew, the old religion was slowly pushed back until the time of the Reformation. The old religion was still going strong in outlying areas, which, surprise, surprise, if you are not in a city setting, you're not going to know what all is going on. Oh, interesting. Sorry, I was just looking at a lighter that I had, and it's got... This is not mine, so I had to have stolen it from someone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which that's not good either. So please don't do that. <laughs> Definitely did not do it on purpose. But, um, ah, what was I talking about? <laughs> the people in the outskirts, the people in the outlying areas, they're not going to realize what's going on in the cities unless they come to town often. And really, when did they need to go to town? They had everything they needed right there. Um, so non-Christians at the time became, no, became known as pagans or heathens. Pagan comes from the Latin word pagani, meaning people who live in the country. And the heathen means one who dwells uh, in the heath, in the, you know, in, in the country. They bore no connotation of evil and are used as derogatory terms for people nowadays. Um, as time passed... Okay, Nova, stop it. As time passed, the pagans were accused of making women and cattle barren, as well as the land and the crops. Now think about it. How ridiculous is this? Pagans need to eat as well. So why would they make the cattle barren? Why would they? And and what could we have? What could the pagans of back in the day possibly have done? Do you really think that they cared? Honestly, they were too busy worrying about their own homestead. They had their own, their own place to worry about, their own herbs that they had to trim and their own cattle they had to tend to. They had their own crops they had to worry about. I, I doubt that they really even gave two craps about anybody else's stuff. They were in the country. Nobody came to help them. Nobody. So... All of this is just Christian garbage. Um, the full moon rituals performed by the pagans included dancing around crops, riding pitchforks. I just lost my place. Ah, there we go. They were dancing around crops, riding pitchforks like, like hobby horses and jumping in the air on them. Uh, the Christians said the pagans were working against the crops and were flying. This is where the myth of witches flying came from. Uh, the pagans were leaping to show the crops how high to grow. That's just, I mean, with us being pagans, our, our um, lovers of the earth, we, we appreciate Mother Earth and we appreciate everything she gives us. We give her back as a thank you. We give her back boons as a thank you for giving us stuff that we can use. So I find it hard to believe that we were, what did it say, working against the crops and were flying. So that's just 
it, it's it's ridiculous it, and it's so infuriating sometimes to do this stuff because you're just like what what were these people these people were so ignorant uh two famous german monks henrik and Sisterus kramer and jacob Spreninger even went to great lengths to write a book called malleus maleficarum the witch's hammer with instructions for persecutions of witches when submitted to the university of cologne the majority of the professors wanted nothing to do with the book imagine that the kramer and springer hysteria began to spread across europe the inhabitants of in entire villages where one or two witches were suspected of living were put to death. Their war cry was, destroy them all. The Lord will know his own. Kind of like, kill them all, let, let, uh, let God sort them out kind of a thing that they still use today. In 1586, the Archbishop of Treves decided that witches in the area were at fault for the foul weather. Damn, they're giving us a lot of credit. After torturing for a confession, 120 men and women were burned to death after his charge of manipulating the elements. <sighs> this cracks me up. After it was all said and done, the rough estimate of those hung, burned at the stake, or tortured to death is around 9 million, according to Buckland. 9 million people. And all because... They didn't buy into Christianity. They didn't drink the Kool-Aid. In 1604, King James I passed a witchcraft act, but it was repealed in 1736. It was illegal to pretend to have occult powers, and there was no such thing as witchcraft. Pagans went into hiding and were very secretive about who they learned the craft from. In England, 1951, very recent, the last of the laws against witchcraft were repealed. In 1954, Dr. Gerald Brousseau Gardner wrote Witchcraft Today and came out of the broom closet. He stated in his book that the craft is still very much alive but is underground. The tons of letters he received from other covens across England as a result of his book spoke as the truth of that thought. So... Because of Gardner back in 1954, witchcraft and our path has come alive again. So I can see why people would think that it's the, the, the Gardnerian way that is the father, you know, of Gerald Gardnerian, him being the father of the pagan way. It's, it's always been there. Our path has always been there. It was just his revitalization and coming out of the broom closet and saying, you know, I am pagan and I can assure you that there are many more behind me. I'm not the only one left. And just that alone just brought paganism back into the forefront. Just so you are aware, we are a protected class under the First Amendment. We have just as many rights as anybody else kkk wants to throw rallies we can throw rallies uh black lives matter wants to throw rallies we can throw rallies um the christians and the um they want to have their little 
Christian fests and all that stuff were allowed pagan fests and that is shown now throughout the whole nation every area has their own little pagan fest um I'm working on getting it here don't worry but we we are coming back alive and I've read so many articles about how millennials are becoming more and more involved with witchcraft and with paganism because it makes sense. It makes sense to everybody. So when you have that friend at work who is that Christian and they have to sit there and tell you about your life and about how, how you're going to hell, you know, the only thing that I can say is um, just remember they're the ones that are going to look stupid when they're following someone in the sky that they can't see. Whereas we have our, our people, our deities, we can see all over. We can see immediately when they are helping us. We, can, we, have, we have so many, so many opportunities to prove Christianity wrong. Um, and it's not just about proving Christianity wrong. You know, when I say Christianity, I'm using it as an umbrella term. The Catholics, the uh, Seventh-day Adventists, the, you know, everybody who likes to claim that there's a hell. I'm just using it as a broad term. Um, and it's not about forcing them into our path. It's just about educating them. So be aware, stay strong, and don't forget your word is your bond. That is our witch way. Have a great day. Enjoy your Samhain. Blessed be.